Hello, I'm Owen. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad you're listening. For more information on all that's going on at Wellspring, please visit www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. and turn to Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, we're going to begin reading in verse 26, Luke chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible says this, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great. And he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. As we return uh, this Sunday morning to um, Luke's letter, we started last Sunday looking at... um, Luke telling us that the angel Gabriel came and made an announcement. It's a boy, and his name shall be called John. We saw as as we read the first few uh, verses of of Luke, Luke's gospel, that he said that he was was writing an orderly, accurate account of the things that he understood, had a perfect understanding of, right? And so last Sunday, we ended the message with who was this that Luke was writing about? Who was this that John the Baptist was going to be the forerunner for? 
Who was this that the angel came to tell Mary of? Who was this that King Herod um, was trying to kill when he ordered all the children in Bethlehem to be killed under two years old? Who was this that the angels came and told the shepherds about and the multitude of heavenly hosts there sang and praised and glorified God? Who was this that the wise man came to seek, following his star. Who was it? Well, Luke made sure as he started his gospel to tell us that the things that he wrote were, he had perfect understanding. He had eyewitness accounts. And And he named the people in his gospel who told him these things as he went and talked to each of them. I think of Luke going and talking to Peter. I think of Luke going and certainly he talked to John. But I can imagine Luke going and talking with Mary. Can you imagine that? Asking all those probing questions like good doctors do as he sat there with her. He probably asked her, is it true? Were you unexpecting expecting? Is it true? Who really was Luke must have asked, Mary, who was his father really? And Mary would say, just as the angel told me, he was the son of the highest. He was the son of God. I can imagine Mary talking with Luke and telling him of the miracles. Can you imagine that? She must have said, the first one that he did, I saw it, was he turned the water into wine. And after that, he did so many, many more. The blind could see, the lame could walk. Luke, he raised the dead. (laughs) She, She must have said, he was so great. I think he got all this giftedness from his father's side, right? But he told us when he was 12 years old that he must be about his father's business. I can imagine Mary laughing, crying as she talked with Luke. But then in a serious face, she must have looked at Luke and said, God was with us. Just as the angel told Joseph, she must have told Luke. The angel came and and told Joseph, reminding Joseph of the Old Testament prophecy that the prophet Isaiah had prophesied about some 750 years before I was with child, Mary would say. And she said, the angel told Joseph, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Mary must have said, when he was baptized, we heard his father speak from heaven. His father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God incarnate, God in human flesh. He was God. When having a child, I think one of the big decisions that everyone has to make is, what are we going to name him? Right? What are we going to name him? So I can kind of imagine Luke 
asking Mary, did you have any problems picking the name? You know, was what was on your list of possibilities, right? What was the top three or top five, right? And I could imagine Mary saying, oh, no, Luke. Oh, no. The angel made it clear. His name must be called Jesus. He didn't just tell me. The angel just didn't tell me that. The angel told Joseph that as well. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, the Bible says, And she shall bring forth a son, the angel talking to Joseph, and shall call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. His name had to be Jesus. Mary would say. There was no other option. Mary may have looked at Luke and said, Luke, do you know what Jesus means? Jesus means Savior. It comes from the Hebrew name Joshua, which means Jehovah is salvation. Jesus means God is salvation. Luke, Jesus is the Savior. He told us that while he was here. He said, I am come to seek and to save that which was lost. (laughs) When when the angels came to the shepherd, and isn't it amazing that when God wanted to announce his son and have a a singing, worshiping, uh, uh, praising God, the who he went to, the lowly shepherds. I find that interesting. But look at Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. When the angel came to the shepherd, shepherds at night, in verse 10, Luke chapter 2, the Bible says this. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For un, uh, unto you, the shepherds, is born this day in the city of David, what? A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. A Savior, that's his name. His name had to be Jesus. Why? Because he's the Savior. He is the Savior, which is, it says that he was the Savior, Jesus, which is Christ. Christ would be his official title means anointed. It means Messiah. He was Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the Christ. The one that if they were reading the Old Testament, they would have been looking for. And those that were, solid. He was the Christ. He was the Savior. He was the Christ. And then it says, the Lord. And you got to ask the question, Lord of what? The answer to that is Lord of all. (laughs) He has all power in heaven and in earth. Paul, writing to the church at Philippi, says this about Christ who humbled himself. And by the way, no one humbled themselves more than God in, in human flesh being born of a virgin and dying for the sins of the world. No one humbled themselves more. And he said about Christ who humbled himself in this way 
He said, wherefore, because of that humiliation, because of that humbling, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name, Jesus, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth, of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. But the question today, 2023, almost 2024, do we need a Savior? I mean, do we need a Savior? You may say this morning, oh, what a nice story, right? These people, they got a Savior. Sounds so nice. They probably needed him. But what does that have to do with me today? Is a Savior really necessary in 2023? Do I personally need to be saved? And if so, saved from what? I'm not dying. I'm not drowning. I'm not, you know, I feel like I'm doing okay. Do I really need a Savior? The Bible talks about salvation. It talks about Jesus Christ being the Savior. And that word salvation uh, throughout the scripture, throughout the Bible, is used as a, an all-inclusive word that speaks of our deliverance, our safety, our healing, our redemption, being bought back from the penalty, penalty of sin and the payment for sin. It talks of the grace and forgiveness, eternal life, being saved from the guilt and penalty of sin, as it talks about salvation Saved to an eternal life with Christ. And the truth of the matter is, is we all need this salvation. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all need this salvation. And there's only one Savior, Jesus. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, says it this way. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Believe the gospel that he died for our sins, was buried, and rose again. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then a couple verses down, verse 13, he says, For whosoever, for whosoever, this, this salvation, this good news was for all. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. To confess the Lord Jesus Christ. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. To believe Him as Savior. Can you say that this morning? I think that's so important as we celebrate Christ. Can we say this morning that Jesus Christ is my Savior? That He's my Savior. That He's my Lord. To call upon that name. You know what that is? We call that the good news. The gospel. Gospel means good news. The good news. That's what the angels told the shepherds. They said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You know, I was thinking about this. This good news that Christ died for our sins, that we can be saved, forgiven, have eternal life. 
this good news should put all news in perspective. Every time we think about any news or all news, we should put the good news in, 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 put it in perspective. You may say this morning, there's a lot of bad news out there. I looked at the news. There's wars. There's inflation. There's elections. But the believer would say, yes, but the good news is the Lord Jesus Christ. The good news is, yes, there's bad news, but put the bad news in perspective with the good news, which is we have a Savior. He is for all people. No one was left out of this. There was no one anywhere left out of this good news. Here's what I believe. That we all need it. Everyone needs it. Rich, poor, free and bondage, young and old, every nation, everyone needs the Savior. Needs to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the good news. The good news is that we must call on him and ask. Ask. Would you be willing to say, Jesus, save me? <laughs> you know, I prayed that one day. When I was a young boy, I prayed that with my mom. I thought it was interesting. I was talking with Will about his salvation. He's eight. And he's going to be baptized today. And he told me that he prayed with his mom. To ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save him. And I remember doing that as a young boy. Praying with my mom. To ask Jesus Christ to save me. And you know what? When I asked the Lord to save me, he did. He saved me. And I believe it's true for all who call upon the Lord. That he will save them. That he will forgive them of their sins. The Bible says that his name would be great. And he is great. He's great to all who believe. He's the great I am. He told the Pharisees that before Abraham was, I am. And I love all the I am statements kind of helping us define who Jesus was. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door, right? I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the true vine. And most importantly, I am the way the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. His name is Jesus. Had to be Jesus. Why? Because He's the Savior. The Savior of the world. Not just that. He is... Who is Jesus? He's the King. It says in verse 32 and verse 33, And He shall be great, and He shall be called the Son of the Highest, for the Lord will give unto Him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob how long? Forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. As he announces Jesus to come, he says he's a king that has a throne. That throne shows authority. It shows a government. It shows that he has judgment. Again, the prophet Isaiah, who prophesied about the coming Christ 750 years before he did, said this. Isaiah 9, 
6 and 7. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. That's why we celebrate Christ. Because it wasn't just, he didn't just come, but he came to us. He came for us. The greatest gift ever given is himself to us. A son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I don't know if, if, if folks are sick of government and talking about politics, but I'm here to tell you that one day there will be a government that is, that is perfect, that is right, that is righteous. That is established in peace. Our hearts long for that. That's why we're called to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because you know what we know? That's not true right now. But one day when the king is on his throne. There will be a perfect government. A government of peace. And the good news is. It won't end. There will be no end. He says upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it. And to establish it with just judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Who is Jesus? He's the king. He's the king eternal. He's promised a kingdom. He's promised a kingdom to every believer. And every believer will be a part of that Eternal kingdom. The greatest gift ever given. Is the Lord Jesus Christ. The king. The king eternal. The king of kings. And the Lord of lords. Jesus asked his disciples one time. He said. Who do men say that I am? And they had different answers. Of who people say that he is. And I think that's true around the world. Uh, Jesus Christ. The largest. Biggest figure in all of human history. A lot of people have an opinion on who he is and what he did and all these different things. But then he asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And he said, thou art the Christ, meaning thou art the Messiah, the one that was prophesied about, the one that Isaiah spoke of and all the prophets of old, the one that we were to look for. You are the Messiah. Thou art the Christ, the son of God. And as we celebrate Christmas together, I have this question for each and every one of us. Who do you say that he is? Can you this morning, with confidence in your heart, say he's my Savior? He's my Savior. He, he forgave me of my sins. He died for me. He came to me. It's personal. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. If not, today's the day. Today's the day to pray and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I'm putting my faith and trust in you. Just as you said that if I would call on your name, confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you would save me. I'm believing your words and asking you to save me. And you know what you can know? That he saved you. That he is your savior. Because he came. Because of the good news. 
Because of Jesus Christ. He's the Savior of the world. He's the King of kings. The King Eternal. And for all who trust in Christ, they will be saved. That's the good news. The good news is that He came to all people. And that is the joy that came to the world. You know, in the world, Jesus said, you'll have tribulation. But in Him, we can have peace, right? In Him, we can have joy in our heart through the Lord Jesus Christ. encouraged or challenged by this podcast leave a comment on the contact us page on our website or write to us at 2094 east state route 73 waynesville ohio 45068 and feel free to visit us if you're in the south dayton ohio area